baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. It's 746. Good morning. I'm Scott Jagow. Total Information AM on KMOX. We're going to visit now with Mike Claiborne, who's at the Newbold BMW Toyota Sports Desk. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Scott. How are you, sir? I'm doing good. I want to, I want to talk about the Cardinals and, and other sports, but I want to start with this. But his proudest work has been two beautiful daughters, Taylor and Alex. It gives me great pleasure to present the Bob Bragg, Bob Burns Award to my friend, Mr. Mike Claiborne. Just wanted to say congratulations on that this week. Well, well thank you very much. It was, uh, it was uh, the highlight of, the, of my life for sure. Uh, and I had a great time and I'm, I'm very appreciative of it because I, I knew Mr. Burns and Mr. Bragg and, uh, Knowing those two at KMOX of many, many years ago, uh, to take the award with their names on it really means a lot. What else stood out to you at the Jack Buck Awards this week? Gosh, it was so many fun things. I mean, Kelly Chase uh, was the life of the party, as always. Uh, and just to be uh, go, uh, having an award with people like Yuri Collins from St. Louis U, Bruce Affleck, who's who's the elder statesman of the St. Louis Blues organization, and, of course, Dick Vermeil. I mean, it, it was a lot of fun, a whole lot of fun, and uh, I, was, I was just really, really honored to be part of that. Well, congratulations. Tom Ackerman was there as well. I'm sure it was a great event. Uh, let's move on and talk about some baseball. Wilson Contreras joining the Cardinals, the big news this week. Uh, what do you think he's going to bring, not only on the field but off the field? Obviously, we're going to miss – Yachty. Yeah, we're going to miss Yachty, but you know what? Wilson Contreras is a guy on the field. You know, he now gives you a solid number five hitter. Okay. And I think that's the issue that's really more of a concern when you think about Arenado and Goldschmidt in the three and four spot. Now you've got a legitimate number five hitter with, with you know, good credentials. Uh, you know, off the field, it, it'll be interesting because he's grown up in one organization, that be the Chicago Cubs. And you know, while we, you know, we go back and forth with the Cubs, you know, they did win a World Series with him. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see how he adapts to how the Cardinals do things compared to the way the Cubs do things. So it'll be interesting to see it. I think he's going to be a good addition uh, because I think the Cardinals at this point feel like they need to go for it. Okay. I mean, there's some teams that are developing to try and get into postseason maybe get through the first round. The Cardinals haven't won a first round in some time. But, you know, when you have people like Goldschmidt and Arnado and Adam Wainwright coming back and some other good young players, you, you ask yourself the question, are we building toward the future or are we trying to go for it? And I think they're trying to go for it. Yeah, the window. There's a window there. And they obviously yeah, have they have some of those cornerstone pieces, literally first and third, and then the catcher. What might be another move that you think the Cardinals would make in the offseason? Well, I think they're going to still look for pitching. Mm. Uh, the question is, 
there, the, the market isn't as deep as some might think as far as people who can help you. Now, I'm not saying there aren't a lot of good players out there, but you're looking for people who can step in and really make a contribution uh, compared to just them filling out the roster. So I think pitching is going to be something. Uh, you know, you might look at another veteran somewhere along the way, maybe in the outfield. But I think also you want to find some maybe a little bit more experience in your bullpen. And that's going to be a really interesting, you know, commodity because I don't really know, as I said earlier, if there's a guy who can come in and I really prefer to have somebody with closing experience because the way the game is played today, your closer, he's probably up every day if, if you know, if you needed him. So you're going to have to find somebody else to help take the load off of Ryan Helsley. Well, I haven't talked to you since the season ended, uh, Mike, what, what do you think was the key thing that kind of led to the drop-off there at the end when the Cardinals had been playing so well and were heading into the playoffs, you thought they were going to win? I mean, obviously they ran into a, a hot Philadelphia team. But other than that, internally, was there anything that you spotted? Um, no, not really. We just ran into a hot team. They had some good pitching. Um, when you look at a short series like that, you know, good pitching is always a difference maker. And we ran into it, and we saw that Philadelphia continued to pitch well all the way to the World Series. So it's one of those things where you just say, you know what, Philadelphia was hot, as you mentioned. And they had been playing in playoff mode for maybe three weeks before they got to the playoffs because they were going back and forth. And when you catch a team like that, there's not much you can do about it. I mean, they're, they're starting pitching, and their bullpen came around, and they just really neutralized the Cardinals. I think the Cardinals learned from the fact that, okay, maybe our lineup needs to be a little deeper. And I think obviously addressing that situation with Contreras was the first step. And you have to hope there's some other players that come back to the form or the expectations that you have for them. Well, here in the off season, Mike, uh, what are the teams and sports you follow most when it's not Cardinal season? Whoever's playing. <laughs> uh, I learned a long time ago, I don't really circle the wagons around one sport. I, I just love watching who's ever playing, whether it's hockey or basketball or football, be it college or the pros and certainly baseball. I just, whoever's playing, I, I tune in and I'm, I'm ready to go. And how about the World Cup? Are you a soccer guy? World Cup, yeah. You know what? You, you have to pump the brakes on the World Cup because Americans or North Americans enjoy watching scoring. Okay, we love the, the the pace. We love to watch people score, whether it's a home run or a goal or a touchdown. We like that. In, in soccer, you have to be a little bit more patient. I mean, you can go out, you can take close to the dry cleaners and bring them back, and nobody scored a goal. <laughs> and the, the traditions that they have with regard to what's a foul and what isn't is something I think most people who don't follow it on a regular basis scratch their head about. Uh, throw in the fact that you work 90-plus minutes to try and win a game and it's tied, and now all of a sudden it comes down to a, a guessing contest on whether the goalie's going to fall left or fall right, <laughs> and all of a sudden your your your, your, your season's over. Your, yeah. your, you know, the tournament's oh. over. And, but, you know, if you, when you bring it up to traditional soccer fans, oh, no, 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 our game is great. Well, no, it's not. Well, <laughs> if you really want greater interest, you can modify it a little bit where people can appreciate the whole game instead of an isolated contest, so to say, of, of, of guessing. 
Well, I appreciate your perspective on that, Mike. I don't particularly agree with it as a big soccer fan, but I appreciate your perspective. In fact, well, that's, I, that, and, and that's the great thing we can we can disagree <laughs> because you know, again, you're a traditionalist. You know, I'm more of a progressive person about where soccer fits in with the other sports with regard to the scoring. Yeah, and that and that's the thing where traditionalists like, hey, you know, I'd love to watch ninety minutes of nothing, <laughs> but most people want to say, could could you could you score somewhere along the way? Even if you you, you modify substitutions, where you get more people involved in the game, fresher people on the field, where they can maybe come on and off after a certain period of time, where you have more opportunities to score. Well, I don't know. I've been around town during this World Cup at places filled with fans ooing and aahing and ah and enjoying the process of the game. So at least St. Louis seems to have a, a great appreciation for soccer. Oh yeah, well St. Louis has always been a hotbed for soccer yeah. when it comes to uh, the the local angle and how we support soccer from the youth level all the way up to what we call the World Cup. So you're right about that, and, and it's it's a great sport. I, I don't I don't take anything away from it. Uh, the passion that goes into it, you know, you really appreciate. Uh, I just wish they could score just a little <laughs> bit more. And, and, and on a final note, yeah, it, this country has the best athletes in the world. You pick the sport, and we can roll out people who can really be very good at it. I'm amazed that we haven't decided to come up with a style that would be more offensive-minded. Now, I know some people say, well, wait a minute, you know, you got to play defense, and I get that. But wouldn't a game that would be decided 5-3 or 4-2 be more exciting than a, a nail score going to penalty kicks? Yeah. No, I, I, I get your point totally. I, I think the U.S. should have its more of its own style when it comes to that and something that's a little bit different because of that. Maybe in the 2026 World Cup we'll see that. Uh, Mike, you're hosting Sports on a Sunday today, filling in for Tom Ackerman. What do you have coming up at 10 o'clock? Well, we've got a lot going on today. We're going to talk about Mizzou and St. Louis U. They had a rough weekend, both of them on the basketball court. And their bowl game, Missouri's bowl game, is coming up on the 23rd. We're certainly going to talk some baseball with Derek Gould of the Post-Dispatch. He's been following the Cardinals for a number of years. And we'll talk with John Mozeliak along with Travis Ford. And Dan O'Neill's got a new book out, and we'll talk with him about that. Dan O'Neill, formerly of the Post-Dispatch himself, very good columnist. So we have a lot going on, and we invite everybody to join us this morning. It starts at 10 o'clock. All right, Mike. Thanks so much for your time. Always a pleasure to talk to you. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 